And when you came in, you're given your bulletin. And, and if you were here for the past couple of weeks, uh, you know that we're in this series called The Best Start Ever. We just celebrated New Year's. This is the last Sunday in January. How quickly it goes by. But I, I pray that during this series that you would have the best start ever in the year of 2012. So as the offering buckets are going by, you can take out your bulletins, take out your notes, and that will help you to follow along. And if you are new this morning and, and uh, this is your first time, we'd like to say thank you for being here. And those notes will help you to uh, go along with the scripture and, and then you can take some notes that will help you uh, to track with us and everything that's going on. Who is your favorite superhero? Who's your favorite superhero growing up? Who was it, you know? And I know you're thinking right now, oh, this person, that. Uh, one of my favorites was Superman because he could fly, you know. Superheroes need to fly. That's all I got to say. You can't just stand on the ground. Batman was okay, but he couldn't really fly. Yes, he had all the gadgets, but he couldn't really fly. Green Lantern was pretty cool, uh, but he needed the ring in order to fly. Uh, and then you had um, those that needed something for added strength. I know that there was uh, the, the cartoons that we watched. There was that Mighty Mouse. Uh, there was one Fearless Fly. Uh, I don't know what else there was, but I know there's a ton of superheroes out there. But there was this one that um, he had this attractive girl that he would always look at. And she was like the, the heartbeat of his life. And she had the perfect body. It was 10, 10, 10. And that, her name was Olive Oil. <laughs> and and her, her man was Popeye. Now remember Popeye, he, had, he didn't have the greatest body, but boy did he have huge arms. That's, you know, he just had one huge bicep. That's pretty much what he had. But he ate something that gave him added strength. And what was it? Spinach. And remember when someone would test him, he would have all the patience in the world. And then when someone would mess around with olive oil, he came to a place in his life and in that moment that he said some words right before he ate the can of spinach. Do you remember what it was? He said these words, that's all I can stand. I can't stand no more. Remember he said that? And he got, he got, he had to have the can of spinach. And then he would open up the can of spinach, eat the spinach, and it was all over for everyone else. And I remember those words. That's all I can stand. I can't stand no more. And then he would do whatever he needed to do. Have you ever come to a place in your life where you've said, that's all I can stand. I can't stand no more. I think we've all come to that place sometime in our life. Or maybe we've said it in a different way. Maybe we've said it in the way of, I'm tired of this. I can't take anymore. Or maybe you've said, I can't stand so-and-so. I just can't take it anymore. Or maybe you've said, you know, I, I can't find the finances necessary to pay the bills. Or I don't know where we're going to get the rent money. I don't know how we're going to buy food. I have no idea how we're going to get gas money. Or you might have said, I give up. 
I can't do this anymore. Maybe you've brought it closer to home and, and maybe you've said, you know, I, I can't trust anymore. I can't believe anymore. I cannot be thankful anymore. Or I don't have any more hope. Maybe you've said, I can't do this by myself anymore. Well, the Bible gives us a way that we can have this new strength, a strength that none other can provide. And in the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 31, and you can look in your notes, or if you have your Bibles, you can open up your Bibles. But in Isaiah 40, verses, uh, verse 31, it says, Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Yeah, the Bible gives us ways that we can have this strength. And God gives us opportunity after opportunity to renew our strength. He shows us the right way and the best way for us in finding new strength. And that's what we want to look at this morning. How do we find new strength? Where does that come from? Does it come from uh, rising up in the morning and we have that extra strength? Or does it come from a different mindset? What does it come from? Or we're going to look at some areas and how we can do better and how we can have this new strength. Because I think we all need new strength every single day. It's not a matter of age or how we're doing health-wise. It's a spiritual kind of strength that we're going to look for this morning. Now, last week, we talked about uh, some areas that will help us in, in our life. And some, some weeks ago, we talked about the, the, the gauges in our lives and, and looking for the things that fill us and how that will help us to, to live the life that God promised us. But this morning, uh, in our first point, we're going to do the, a little bit of the opposite or dig a little bit deeper in, in this area of finding this new strength. And you can write this in if you're taking notes, but this is what will help us. It's figuring out, you can write this, what drains me. We've thought through a little bit what fills us. You know, what, what is it that fills my life? But figure out what drains me. Because we all get drained from different things in life. We are such a fast-paced society, and we go and go and go until we die. We just keep going. We can't figure out what drains us many times because we're on the goal. We're continuously moving forward. We can't stop doing the tasks at hand. We can't stop thinking. We go and go until we end. And we just can't figure out what drains us while on the go. And neither can we figure out what drains us and who God is while on the run. We are such a fast-paced people because God's the only one who can really help us figure these things out. You know, if you're done with something and you think you're relaxing, if you're still thinking about it, your body is still on the move. You know, we can't, we can't settle if our minds aren't settled. We can't hear God if we're continuously on the move. We can't get to know God while we're running. That's why the Bible says in Psalm 46.10, it says to be still and know that I am God. 
Be still. That word means to cease. What the Bible is saying is cease striving and know that he is God. To cease to relax or to let go. That's what that word means. To cease and then striving and and know. That means you're recognizing. The Bible is saying when when you relax, when you let go... You give God the control, and when, you, when you're able to have that calmness, that stillness in your spirit, you're able to recognize God's voice. Some of us will say, but I don't know what God sounds like. I don't know what, he, you know, I, I want God to speak to me. I want to hear him, but I don't know what he sounds like. It may not be because God's not speaking. It may be because we're running while he's speaking. Hard to hear people while you're running. Very difficult. We have this treadmill at home when I'll go running on. And I'm running on this thing. And Heidi comes in and, and she says, I got to share with you something I just got out of my devotions. She read the Bible and, and she wanted to share with me. And I'm running. And so she's sharing with me. And real deep stuff, heart-rooted stuff. And as a husband, you're not listening at that particular time, especially if you're running. And so I'm running, and she's speaking, and, and such, you know, all her heart she's sharing with me. And in the middle of my running, I said, Heidi, if you tell me after this, I'll be able to listen to you better. And she said, but I want to share. I said, you can tell me now. I'm just being real honest with you. I can't even hear one word you're saying. And she said, fine, then I'll tell you afterwards. And she did. And I was done, sat down, and I got to hear her, her heart, her voice, see her expressions, But most of all, I got to receive what she was saying. It's the same thing with God. God may be sharing his heart. He may be speaking to us. But because we're on the go, we hear not one word. And so if we're still and we're figuring out these things and and what's pulling us away from hearing God's voice, we'll be able to figure out all these things that drain us. Because God is the one that will let us know what's really draining our life. He'll let us know that this is too much for you. He'll let you know that, okay, you're in the wrong direction. But if we're not still enough, we're not going to be able to hear his voice. See, we're still. We relax. We let things go so that we can recognize and know God. And sometimes we'll tend to hold on to things that we should let go of. And we hang on to things. It should be the other way around in some areas. Because there's times where we should let go of the things that really pull us down. And if you've been hanging on to things that have been pulling you down, ask the Lord, what are these things that are weighing me down? What are these things that are draining me? What things in my life should not be there because we tend to hold on to things we should let go and we let go of things we should hang on to. That's why the Bible tells us in Hebrews 12, 1, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. You know what it's saying? We hold on to things we should let go of. And we let go of the things we should hold on to. The Bible is clearly letting us know that there's things that weigh us down. Things that pull us back. We tend to hold on to past hurts. 
or we tend to hold on to past mistakes or what other people did that caused deep hurt. We hang on to sin. We hang on to anger. We hang on to abuse or power or control. We hang on to pride or selfishness. Those are things we need to let go and release that because we can't control it. If not, I will not be able to know God. And if I cannot know God, I will not receive strength. He's the one that will give us the strength. Hard to get to know God on the run while hanging on to things that weigh us down. So what do I hold on to? Well, hang on to the Word of God. The Word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces the heart. It's able to judge the hearts and intentions that are on the inside. And when we hang on to the Word of God, we receive that added strength. The strength that only His Spirit can give. Hang on to your marriage. Protect your marriage. Hang on to your children until they're 18. Then release them. I know that's hard, but we got to release them. Hang on to God-given dreams. You know when God inspires you about something? Hang on to them. Some of you, God has given you a dream to serve or to help or to participate in something. And then conflict arises and then you say, I'm done. Hang on to God-given dreams. Don't let anything else take that away because God has given that to you. Hang on to God's potential in you. Hang on to His promises. Hang on to His hope. Hang on to good memories, not bad memories. Hang on to your relationship with Jesus Christ. See, these are things that we can hang on to. These are things that God is saying, these are, this is what will help you in understanding what drains your life. We've got to understand the differences and hang on to that which God says, hang on to. But it takes a stillness to listen, to learn, to hear His voice and what drains us. Sometimes we're so busy running that we never let go of the things that we should and we never hear the heart of God. We never hear the heart of God say to us, this is what's draining you. We can't hear Him while we're continuously running. And He's letting us know what's not good for us, but we're too busy running, running, running our own race that we cannot hear Him. Even when there's sin in my life, He's trying to help me. And if there's sin in my life, and I keep running and I never recognize that, never give it over to God, then I'm not going to hear His voice, especially if I'm not still. That's why the Bible tells us to be still. God will even speak to our hearts about letting go of some sin in our lives that are not good for us. Sometimes we don't know. You know when we're just becoming a follower of Jesus Christ, we still have old ways. We still have old tendencies. And so we're transitioning over to this new life. We're being transformed into this new life, but we still have the old life attached. So some of that will creep up, but we'll not recognize that if we're not still before the Lord to figure out what are these things that is draining my life. And so when we hear his voice, he'll say, here's some sin in your life you gotta get rid of. Well, I'm trying, I'm trying, I can't. Good, give it to me. Because I paid for that so that you could be set free. Well, what if there's things in my life or sin in my life and I don't want to let it go? What if I refuse 
to let that go? What if God is speaking to me and I refuse to let it go? I'm glad you asked. Psalm 32 verses 3 through 5. It says, When I refuse to confess my sin, my body wasted away. Now this is not weight loss. Just to make that crystal clear. Okay? My body wasted away and I groaned all day long. Night a day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. You see the strength that God gives when we're able to confess it to Him, we confess our sins to Him not because He doesn't know. We can't hide that from God. He says to confess it to Him so that we could be set free. All our guilt gone. Because even what little strength I have will evaporate if there is sin in my life. He says, well, just like water... My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat because there's still sin in my life. Can you see how much strength there is once we are able to figure out what is draining us and then getting rid of it? Let go of the things that drain you. But you may ask, what if the things that are draining me are things I really can't let go of? And write this in number two. Develop a strength training regimen. In fact, you can write before that, um, let's just add this in, put a little carrot before strength and put spiritual. To develop a spiritual strength training regimen. A routine, not, not like a, a, a religious thing, but almost like a spiritual discipline because it takes discipline to reprogram our old lifestyle to now the new lifestyle in Jesus Christ. But let me warn you, this is only for those who want to find new strength. Because it takes discipline. And just like physical strength training where you might pay a, a, a membership fee to some gym or some sort, spiritual strength training takes a lot of discipline. And yes, there is a cost. But it gives us that added strength. It renews our strength. But I, what, if, what if I'd rather just wait for things to happen, then start changing the spiritual things in my life? What if, I, what if I see how long I can go until I need the Lord? Well, let me just tell you this. You can survive for a while without the Lord. You can exist for a while without the Lord. But life will happen that we're going to need His strength for. You can either receive His strength on the front side of our lives to enjoy the rest of our life, or we can wait for the back side of life and go through life without His strength and just kind of crawl through life. It's our choice. But He says, I can either add it on the front side of your life and you enjoy the rest of your life, on the back side, your choice. Now, I'd rather be on the front side because I know I'm going to encounter some life-changing challenges. 
I know I'm going to encounter some surprises in life, things that I didn't expect, some heartache, some pain, some emotional setbacks, some financial setbacks, some relational setbacks. I know I'm going to hit those in, in my season of life, so I'm going to strength train spiritually now. It's like knowing you're going to enter a contest and you have to lift a certain amount of weight. You're not going to wait for the contest to say, let me see if I can. No, you're going you're to train so that when that time comes, you can. Don't wait for that time. You're going to die. That thing is going to fall right on your chest. I don't care how big you are. If you're not ready for it, you're going to get crushed. And so God says, don't wait for that. Develop some spiritual disciplines already. Here's three areas that, some basic areas, and there's many different areas, but these are three basic areas that helps in developing the spiritual strength training. And in that bullet there underneath that point, the first one is to pray. Pray, that prayer time with God. When you rise up in the morning, pray. Throughout the day, you pray. You're talking to God. You're pondering deeply on the things of God. You're thinking through what God is speaking, you're, you're, you're asking Him for direction. You're having this continuous conversation with God. Before you go to bed, you pray. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll pray in, at night and I'll thank God for the day and, and pray for my family and pray for the church and the ministries and, and things that are, are close to me, things that are on my heart. And sometimes I'll pray for our leaders, our, you know, our president, our mayor. And so there's different things that I'll pray about uh, in the morning, I'll, I'll pray the full armor of God. You know, you can find that in Ephesians chapter 6. And you pray these prayers. And what that does is it helps in developing the spiritual strength training. Because you're strengthening your spirit now. And you're prepared for the things that come up. So pray. The second thing is to read. Read. You read the Bible. Read the Word of God. We have some bookmarkers at our information center outside and some journals in our bookstore that will help you read through the Bible. And then you can write down some things that, that the Lord is speaking. And then it helps with this spiritual strength training. And while we're doing that, it really adds that strength. He gives us the strength we need for that day. And then the last one, this third bullet, is to apply. I found that this is the way that he gives us the strength, is in the application of what he says for us to do. It's like bodybuilding. You can look at the weights. You can study the weights. You can even take picture of the weights, put it on your wall. You can memorize the weights. You can, you can even look at the different angles of the weights. But you will not become stronger and develop strength if you never apply the weights to your muscles. So the same thing with God's word. We can study his word. We can memorize his word. We can see all the angles of God. We can even get deep in his scripture. We can even tell people how much we know. But if we never apply it one bit, I am weak spiritually at best. It's application. Psalm 105 verse 4, it says to search for the Lord and for his strength. Continually seek him. Psalm 71, 16, I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of your righteousness, of yours only. Yeah, it's his strength. That's where we're deriving this strength from. It's not from anywhere else. It's from the Lord. Yeah, it costs in the beginning. Maybe you have to invest in a Bible or a journal or, or something. 
But to read the word of God and to apply it, it's free of charge. I was at uh, Starbucks the other morning drinking tea and, uh, and so I was done with it and I wanted a refill. So I, I got a refill of hot water and I said, so how much is it? They said, for, I said, for the refill. They said, for hot water? I said, yeah. And they said, for hot water? No charge. Are you kidding me? So I can keep coming back? And they said, yeah, I mean, there's no charge. Of course, the, you know, the tea will kind of run out and, and I'll just be drinking hot water. But they said, free of charge. And he reminded me of God's word, of what Jesus has done. That he purchased me with his life on the cross. He died for my sins so that I could be set free and belong to him. But everything else after that, his word, application, developing this strength training regimen, free of charge. He paid the price so that we could have this life that he promised for us. Romans 5, 6, it tells us when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. You know why he did that? So that we could be with him. That's why we got to figure this stuff out. What is it that drains my life? Because if I'm, if I'm being drained, then I'm only concentrating on living rather than my relationship with God. See, it's our relationship in him that gives us the strength. It's our relationship in him that we're able to find that strength, which is number three, you can write that in. To find my strength in the Lord. Find my strength in the Lord. Figure these things out. But develop that spiritual strength training regimen, that, that habit that we need, that discipline that we need. And then find our strength in the Lord. Now, other things will be a quick picker-upper. You know, we need something to kind of get us going. Sometimes we'll drink a, a cup of coffee or, or maybe tea or, or uh, some of you drink soda in the morning. I don't know how you do that. Or like a monster drink and, or energy drink. Again, I don't know how you do that, but you do that and you're all wired. But that's a quick picker-upper. It does that. But that doesn't give us the strength we need spiritually. We must find that in the Lord. He's the one that gives us that strength. Psalm 29, 11 says that the Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Wouldn't it be great to just sometimes have peace? Just peace. Psalm 7, uh, excuse me, 73, 26 says that my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Yeah, our strength is going to be zapped. Our, our zeal will be zapped. People will emotionally drain us in our, and drain our heart. We'll, we'll, we'll go through those seasons. But when God is dwelling on the inside of this body, of this temple, then God is the strength of my heart. He's the portion forever. Psalm 28, 7 tells us that the Lord is my strength and my shield. And my heart trusts in him and I am helped. Therefore, my heart exalts. And with my song, I shall thank him. You know when you find strength in the Lord? 
your heart rejoices, your spirit is revived, you become more grateful to him. That's why we worship him. That's why we exalt his name. That's why we lift him on high because we're thankful to him. That's why we worship him because we know how good he is. You know that worship time that we have before we, we uh, early in the morning or, or right before the message and things like that or uh, in the middle, uh, beginning of our service. That, that time of worship is so incredibly important. I know for, for some of us, sometimes it's, it's tough to get up in the morning and, and get here by the time worship starts. And, and, and this is what I used to do. I'm sure you don't do this. I used to think, okay, what time is it? Okay, 7 o'clock, your worship is about 15 minutes. Okay, I get time. I have time. And so I'll use that worship time as my time to get ready. And I thought, Lord, that's your time. That's not my time. So I have to push myself Whenever God is doing something great like that, so it's his time, not my time. Now, sometimes we're, we're serving in ministry or we're doing things and, and maybe you're not able to worship like we do on Sunday morning and, and you're doing different things. You don't have to wait for Sunday morning to worship God because worship is a lifestyle. Sometimes we'll say, oh boy, I just got to get there on Sunday because I, I, I need to worship the Lord. Worship him right there, wherever you are. Just worship him. Yeah, but what if I'm at work? You don't have to sing out loud. Please. For some, just worship him with no voice. (laughs) But at home by yourself, go for it. Sing at the top of your lungs. And I mean that in a very graceful way. But he's saying, I just want your heart. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a heart that worships me. You can worship God in your heart at work. While you're doing your work, instead of saying, oh, I got to finish this for my boss, say, I got to do this for my boss. But really, Lord, I'm doing this for you. This is my worship unto you. And I get paid for this. Hallelujah. <laughs> Whatever you got to do. <laughs> when people are going through your line and you're at the cashier and you had a bad day, just don't pass it on to them. Pass it on to God and say, God, I need your strength. And worship him. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning. Oh, nice day. Good morning. And worship him wherever you are. He'll give you the strength you need. But you might say, but I have so many mistakes. I've, I've, I have so many things on my plate. My family is falling apart. My relationships could be better. Or I don't have the finances. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to find strength in the Lord. I have so many things on my mind. If I only had this or if, if I had that, maybe if this happened or if I didn't do this or, or maybe if they got on board and, and supported me or, or maybe if they didn't do this to me, We have so many reasons and excuses that will speak to us in why we can't find strength in the Lord. There will always be reasons. But look for that one voice we should listen to that gives us reason. And in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, he said to me, and this is the one voice we should listen to, that Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities or my sicknesses or my shortcomings that the power of Christ may rest upon me. We cannot find new strength in the Lord while hanging to our own. 
We got to give even that to the Lord. Yeah, but I, I am not able to do the things required to find new strength. Well, you're right in saying I can't on my own. But Philippians 4.13, you want to read this together? Ready? Go. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Read that one more time. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Last time, emphasize the words I can. Ready? Go. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And there's not a single thing that we go through that God cannot help us through. And in order for us to gain that strength, we gotta go to God. Amen. Would you pray with me? And, and Lord, we thank you for being the God who is able to give us the strength we need for times where we feel like we can't do it anymore. And sometimes we'll say that's all we can stand, that we can't stand it anymore. The pain is un- too unbearable. There's a... a, a a setback of some sort. There's an issue in life that we're trying to go through by ourselves. But with you, we can do all things. And so, Lord, I pray if there's anyone here that has been going through a season, have been looking for that strength that only you can provide, Lord, I pray that your strength would be delivered to them right now as we pray. And if you're praying that prayer, ask the Lord for that strength for those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not faint. They shall walk and not be weary. Lord, I pray that the strength that only you can provide would be received this morning. Lord, I pray for anyone that is looking for something that is missing in their life and maybe they've said this morning that it's time to run to you. That they can't stand it. They can't stand it anymore. But you're able to stand with them but they've never said yes to you. They've never given you their lives. They've never, they've never declared and confessed to you their sins. They've never given you their heart. I pray this morning that they will do so. And if that's you, I'm going to say a prayer. And this will develop your relationship with the Lord. It'll bring you back into the Lord's hands where he gives you the strength needed. And here's the prayer. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Strengthen me. Make me brand new. I believe that Jesus died on the cross. I believe he rose again to give me eternal life. And so I thank you in Jesus' name. With every head bowed and eyes closed, if you just said that prayer, I want to pray with you. Could you just lift a hand just real briefly? Good. Anybody else said yes to Jesus? Good. Anybody else? Okay. Good. The Lord sees your hands. 
Lord, I pray for those that said yes to you at their hands, you, that are, their hands are up, but, but you see their hearts. That you, Lord, would give them the strength they need at this particular time in their lives. At just the right time, you show up, Lord. You can put your hands down. And that's our prayer, Lord. We thank you that we get to come before you to receive this strength. Thank you for giving us new strength. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all said, amen, amen.